When I look at the sun, I don't see a warm, life-giving orb nourishing all living creatures here on Earth. No, I see that fiery ball as a cosmic garbage compactor, a place I can dump all my household garbage to make room for new impulse purchases. I mean, the sun is right there, not doing anything right. It's hotter than any garbage incinerator, and it's the gravitational well at the heart of the solar system. Give me a rocket. Let's blast that waste into oblivion. Okay, I suspect it's going to get expensive. So let's just start with the worst garbage on Earth, nuclear waste. You know, the byproduct of nuclear reactors that generate electricity for many parts of the world. This stuff's highly toxic, and it's going to be around for hundreds of thousands of years. So it's pretty dense, so maybe it does make sense to get this stuff off Earth and into the sun. Let's run the numbers. Nuclear waste, or radioactive waste, of course, is anything leftover material that still has radioactivity. For the most part, we get this as the leftover material from nuclear power reactors, but it's also generated by hospitals and nuclear weapons manufacturing. We've got leftover nuclear waste from uranium mining, radium processing, and various civil and military research projects. For example, when you mine uranium from the ground, you get leftover radium and radioactive rock soil and even the water. When you power a nuclear reactor, the spent fuel rods are still highly radioactive and dangerous. In the United States alone, there are hundreds of different sites which are heavily contaminated over thousands of acres. According to the World Nuclear Association, OPEC nations generate 300 million tons of toxic waste every year. We're talking about poisonous chemicals, medical waste, coal dust, really anything that you don't want anywhere near you or inside you. Just to give you a sense of scale, that's a cube of toxic poisons nearly a kilometer on a side, assuming this stuff's a little more dense than water. Out of this, only 97,000 tons of nuclear waste is generated across the planet every year. This is radioactive waste of all types, so that's only 0.03% of all the toxic wastes. But for the purpose of our calculations, I'm going to zero in on the most toxic, most radioactive material we're dealing with, the high-level waste produced by nuclear reactors. Now, we're merely talking about 12,000 tons per year, or 12% of the nuclear waste showing up on our planet every year. Now, let's look at launch costs. Most rocket companies are going to charge you 10,000 to 20,000 per kilogram to blast a payload into low Earth orbit. The best deal on the market right now is SpaceX at around 4,000 US dollars per kilogram. Now, if they get the Falcon Heavy flying this year, it could bring the price down to around 2,500 per kilogram. If all we wanted to do was blast all this waste into low Earth orbit, the calculations are pretty simple. 12,000 tons is 12 million kilograms. Multiply that by 2,500 per kilogram and you get $30 billion. You're looking at 240 Falcon heavy launches every year, almost a launch every single day, carrying a payload of high-level nuclear waste, out of sight, out of mind. It's a lot of money, but in theory, the world could afford it if they wanted to stop having wars or something. If they wanted to blast off all the nuclear waste, it would be more like $250 billion. Again, an incomprehensible amount of money, but Still within the realm of possibility, assuming that SpaceX gets the Falcon Heavy launching, lofting payloads of nuclear waste 50 tons at a time. But this is low Earth orbit, and we don't want to go there. 
anything in low Earth orbit still experiences friction from the Earth's atmosphere, and eventually it's going to return back to Earth. Imagine regular meteor showers of highly radioactive plutonium. That would be bad. It would be more safe to launch this stuff into geostationary orbit, where the television satellites are. Material in this orbit can be expected to hang around for a long, long time. But you're looking at twice the price to blast off to geo. So go ahead and double your cost to put that stuff safely into space. $60 billion for the high-level waste. $500 billion for all the nuclear waste. I'm sure SpaceX will give you a volume discount. There might be smarter orbits where the waste has totally decayed into something safer by the time it re-enters the Earth's atmosphere. What I'm saying is there might be some cost savings. Now, let's say we've run all these numbers and the cost is still worth it, but here's the problem. Rockets fail on a regular basis. They explode on the launch pad or on their way to orbit. One bad explosion could spray highly toxic plutonium across a huge swath of the planet. For one rocket, it's pretty low risk. Rockets are about 95% reliable, which means that one in 20 is gonna fail somehow. If you're only launching 240 rockets, you're looking at 12 failures, some of which will be detonations on the launch pad or explosions at a high altitude. At this rate, we're guaranteed that it'll always be cloudy with a chance of plutonium rain somewhere on Earth. Now in a moment, I'm gonna talk about why actually launching this stuff into the sun is much, much tougher. But first, I'd like to thank Elon Claudianos, Mr. Philip Reed, Career the Vegan, Adam Salisbury, Lisa Sampson, and the rest of our 691 patrons for their generous support. If you love what we're doing and you want to help out, head over to patreon.com slash universe today. Now, if having thousands of tons of nuclear waste hanging over your head makes you nervous, then you're going to want to hear about more permanent options. Let's crash that stuff into the sun. Now, it turns out blasting it into the sun is much more expensive. Here's why. Now, you'd think that just blasting your waste into space means that it would just fall into the sun but your waste is still orbiting the sun at Earth's velocity, 30 meters per second sideways. So in order to actually get it to drop into the sun, you need to cancel out the orbital velocity. In other words, you need to give your rocket about 31.7 meters per second in velocity to account for the atmospheric drag of the Earth and then cancel out the orbital velocity. NASA's New Horizons spacecraft needed 16.1 meters per second to reach Pluto, so we're talking about double that velocity. To be fair, New Horizons and other spacecraft use gravitational slingshots to steal velocity from Jupiter and the other planets. So it's possible that you could perform some complicated trajectory sweeping past the various planets to get the change in velocity that you need. I haven't done the math, but let's just assume that there could be savings. If you don't cancel out that motion, your nuclear waste is just gonna orbit the sun forever, like an asteroid of garbage. Now there's another path that you could take. Instead of trying to drop down into the sun, you fly outwards until you've almost escaped the pull of the sun, where the angular speed, that sideways motion, is almost zero. Cancel that out with a little thrust, and then let the sun's gravity pull your waist back down to its doom. It'll take hundreds or even thousands of years, but there would be cost savings and then you would only need to gain about 16.5 meters per second in velocity. Now, rockets need to carry more of their payload as fuel if they're gonna gain higher velocities. A Falcon Heavy can carry more than 54 tons to low Earth orbit, but only 2.9 tons to Pluto. 
In other words, using the most efficient trajectory, you'd still need about 20 times more rockets to blast your fuel into the sun. In other words, multiply your cost by a factor of 20. 1.2 trillion to launch the high-level waste into the sun on a trajectory that takes a long, long time. The bottom line is that blasting our nuclear waste off into space into the sun is just too expensive by several orders of magnitude, not to mention incredibly dangerous for the inevitable rocket failures that will compound the problem. No, we need to learn how to recycle nuclear waste to make it less toxic. We need to be willing to spend the resources to properly clean up contaminated sites, and we need to be careful and consider the long-term consequences of how we generate our energy, not just with nuclear power, but with any polluting form of energy generation. But you know what idea I like even better? I agree with Jeff Bezos when he says that we're eventually going to want to move all the heavy industry and manufacturing off Earth and out into space. Instead of cleaning the waste out of our environment, let's mine it, refine it, and manufacture it out in space in the first place. Then we can send the products back to Earth and skip most of the pollution. Now, I've done the numbers. What do you think? Still worth it to launch nuclear waste into space? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Some bad news for you. It's almost time to say goodbye to the Cassini spacecraft orbiting Saturn. In our next video, we'll look back at this amazing mission and see what Cassini discovered. We made our calculations in this video based on rockets, but there are other ideas in the works that might get us to space more safely and cheaply. Here's a video about all the alternative ways that we might use to get to space. Anything in lo- uh.